Welcome to the Strength Rehab Podcast, where we teach you practical advice to level up your life. And we are back from one of the largest hiatuses we've ever taken. Yes, we have both been extremely busy. We've both been trying new things. And we both have very new perspectives on our lives, our new career paths. And I feel like that's going to be valuable for anyone that's listening. So if you don't know who I am, I'm Dr. Brandon Parker. I specialize in helping people move more freely with less pain. And I also try to make it very easy for everyone to achieve that goal without feeling insecure, without going through all the trials and tribulations that people usually go through, and so on and so forth. And I have my co-host here, my long-term buddy, my long-term friend, my amigo, <laughs> my amigo, <laughs> Raul Axmayer. Go ahead and introduce yourself so everyone knows who you are. Yes, sir. I am Dr. Raul Axmayer. Um, and just like Parker, I try to help people in pain, um, move better, feel better, perform better. Um, so yeah, I'm a chiropractor and I'm also a strength coach and I've been doing that for a while. So I also like to help people just feel better, overall healthier, lose fat or whatever they need to do to be healthier in every single aspect of their life. So that's me in a nutshell. The most important thing that I've seen when, you know, really diving into the meat with working with a patient is whether it be fat loss, whether it be strength gain, or just overall feeling better when they move, it kind of all comes together in a package, right? Like you go down this one path, really trying to hone in on this one outcome, and you start to get all these different byproducts, right? It's just like, you know, I just started off trying to be as strong as possible and like, you know, really helping out my knee. And before I knew it, I had these big quads that looked amazing. And then before I knew it after that, I was living a healthy lifestyle. And now I have less body fat than I've ever had, right? I just noticed that like, yeah, we'll start with one outcome, but then we'll probably get all of them. Would you agree with that, Raul? I agree. It's like an all-inclusive resort. You start with something and you, you get all of the benefits. That's, that's a great way of putting it. And uh, that's why when I try to bring on a patient, it's, yes, we're going to hone in on that one thing that you really want, your dream outcome. And all the other stuff will come along with it. You just have to be consistent enough and you really have to be kind of dedicated to your goal. And that brings us to the topic of the day, right, is how do we stay dedicated when motivation leaves? Because motivation, as we both know, is not going to be long, here longer than <laughs> maybe a week. <laughs> and, and that all depends on your uh, habits and your systems and your goals, right? So the, the, the topic of the day is how do we cultivate the right environment to help you achieve the success that you're looking for? And this can be for pain, physical fitness, or just right on to success in general, whether it be in work, right? So Raul, what is your definition of the right environment? So, yeah, I think everything starts with the people that you surround yourself with. Um, I think there's like a famous guy out there, really don't remember his name, but he basically said that we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Um, and if you think about it, that's pretty real like even the words you say how you act um how you talk how you think it it really is very similar to the people that you spend the most time with so just finding people that are already more successful than you or that are doing what you want to do that are doing good in life according to your standards 
you just got to surround yourself with them because if you're surround yourself with just so if you're the smartest or more or the most successful guy or girl in your room you're 100% in the wrong room yep yep amen to that and you know this we can apply this uh, practice to anything right like there's a reason why crossfit and uh hue and orange theory they have these high levels of adherence where people are going to keep going and they're going to keep enjoying it is because you are now identifying yourself as somebody who is a part of this community or tribe right and and like you said where you know when you look around the room and you see who you hang out with you can pick out the mannerisms that you have adopted from each and every single one of these people. And it's very influential. And I understand how hard it can be to shed that friend group or shed that community because you are essentially shedding your identity. And that's very uncomfortable, right? And, and you you got to feel like you're part of something bigger. Uh, and when we talk about that, people think it's religion, but it's not. I was talking with a client uh, we were talking about the success of CrossFit. Um, and he was like, he's a very successful client. He was like, if you think about it, it's just because it's like a cult. And he gave me the example. It's not only CrossFit. If you talk about Kino Body, the, the guy, it's a cult. They feel like they're part of something bigger and they just support it 100%. <laughs> so that's another way of looking at things. You got to feel like you're, if you don't feel like you're part of something important, like, you're just not going to do whatever you want to do. You know, and, and you just brought up a, a point and it jogged my memory. And I wanted to really drive this home is you can pick apart Kino body. You can pick apart CrossFit. You can pick apart all these different things, because, of course, if you're going to go head on in something, you're going to have to cut out some of the nuance, which is going to essentially have some weak points within whatever belief system. Right. And. That's okay. That shows you that even though there is some flaws within the system, if you go head on, you're going to be successful, right? It doesn't have to be perfect. It usually comes down to the execution, right? Just if you get 80% of the thing correct and you just go head on, you are going to be substantially further than anyone else who's trying to get it perfect every step of the way. And I also think that... Um... If you want to be like successful uh, in life and business, finances, whatever, you just got to leave your ego out the door. And I'm going to be like very honest. If I rewind like two or three years ago, chiropractic school, I felt like I said, my God, because and I don't want to be a, a bad person, but because mm -hmm. we were some of the smartest people in the room. And it feels yeah. good when people ask you questions, when they say like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. But you're not going to grow there. Like you're not. Uh, and right now I'm in this network or whatever you want to call it of this very successful people, like from, mm -hmm. from a young age. And he's like, I'm the dumbest guy here, the least successful <laughs> financially speaking, professionally speaking, everything, but it feels great because I'm learning from them. So if I had a big ego and just as I, like I had three years ago, I would not be comfortable where I am today. And, but right now I really mm -hmm. don't care because I know that if I want to, achieve what I want to achieve, this is where I should be. And that's yep. something that a lot of people uh, struggle with. You 100%, you got to leave the e ego out the door if you yep. want to grow. Yep. That's, that is, that is well said. And, and, and that's what, what's going to bring me to this next thought is that's the macro level, 
right? Like change your environment, change your community, change your self identity, and you're you're going to elicit a change, and that change is going to be dependent on where you, you want to go in that direction, right? So we're we're going to zoom in a little bit further, right? So that's your environment on a macro level or scale, right? And I'm a firm believer if you change your identity and you change your community, that is the easiest way to solicit change within your systems and your habits, which I'm a very firm believer that when it comes to your habits, that is going to be who you are, right? If if the majority of my day is smoking cigarettes, I have to identify as a smoker. That, that's a majority of my day was doing that. So I can't just say I'm not a smoker than smoke, right? So when the, imagine how hard it can be to maintain that identity if your whole community had a extreme disdain for smoking and they looked down to you and they added shame to you. And you can say that you can find this in the community, but you can just finagle your way to the smoking section and find other people who identify as smokers. But if everyone had that extreme disdain, you would then be picking, am I a smoker that enjoys isolation from our community and tribe? Or am I somebody that's willing to fix my health and fix my identity to now, you know, conform with the the group that I would love to be a part of? So, uh, I, you know, that's that's the macro level. Now, let's talk about the micro level, right? Uh, when it comes to setting up your environment at your house. Now, now, Raul, you work from home. You have an online, you're a part of an online business and you do your coaching online as well. It's very easy for somebody to associate their home as, hey, I'm home, I'm gonna relax, I'm not gonna do anything anymore until the next day. However, you're doing the exact opposite. How did you set up your house for success? Because the brain is going to make association. It's just like, I'm gonna work from my couch, but I also watch Netflix from my couch, you know? So it's that competing uh, thought processes that can make it very difficult to hone in on your focus. So tell me a little bit of what you have done to create a, a successful environment within your house. I don't relax until it's 8 or 9 p.m. <laughs> That's a motto. Um, so I have a, a desk and a treadmill where I work. I mainly work. I don't do anything else there. Um, so I guess my brain associates the desk and the treadmill with work. Um, but I also have like an office. And I never work from the couch or from the bed anymore like I used to do. So those areas are just for relaxing. um, And you'll never catch me working there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for me, I think it's just simple and easy for me to keep working instead of relaxing. Just because I know where I want to be. And I know Mm -hmm. that if I don't do what I have to do now, I won't be able to do what I want to do later. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just have like a set routine of my day and I just follow it every day. Even if I don't feel like waking up at 5.30 a.m. to do a lot of check-ins, I'm still going to do it because <laughs> I I know that if I sleep 30 minutes more or one hour more, I'm going to fall behind like a lot and it's yeah. going to be almost impossible to do everything that I have to do that day. So I think that just having a set environment where you work in, do nothing else there mm-hmm. and having a routine more so than anything, that's probably more important than having an office or something their routine will definitely help you get closer and closer every day. And if you get 1% closer every day, that's exponential growth right there. 
that's that's what we're looking for progress not perfection right uh, once again if you were trying to get everything perfect you were going to be very slow and it's unrealistic because you're not going to get it perfect and then you're going to lose that momentum and that that overall feeling and you're just going to be down on yourself the uh another thing that i wanted to bring up is you have this thought process where you know how how long does it take to build a habit Right. And because like, everyone wants to build healthy habits, but they don't want to get through I, how I like to say it's just like death valley. Right. The first the first 30 times of a habit, it's miserable. Right. Because you're doing something that you would deem as healthy or successful that you're not currently doing. It's not comfortable. Right. It's something that you're not used to. And when it comes to your habits, it's not necessarily how long it's how many times. Right. The brain works off neuroplasticity, Repetition. you know, exactly. So the more you do something and your body deems that as the successful input input, or this was the proper solution to the problem I was trying to solve, the more that synapse or that connection in your brain becomes stronger. And that now becomes uh, more and more like autopilot. And for those who are listening, I want you to think about your typical commute home, right? When you are driving home, it's almost scary because it's like time traveling. It's, I don't remember a minute of me driving home. Well, it's because it's a habit now. You've taken the same route home every single time. Your brain no longer needs to use the conscious forethought to get home. So now everything is subconsciously driven and your brain can wander off into la-la land. Hopefully you're not texting because you shouldn't be doing that when you're driving. But that's essentially how the brain works. If you get through this death valley of uncomfortable, like, okay, I walk in, I hang my keys on the dude, by the way, I'll tell you right now, I haven't misplaced my keys in over a year because I went through this. Uh, the first, like, as soon as I walked through the door, I grabbed my keys and I hung them up. It's a very simple example, but Raul knows I would waste if I were to compile all the years or uh, over the year, how much time? I spent looking for my keys easily, easily, probably a day's worth, 24 hours worth of me looking for my keys. So it's just I, after I would say about two weeks of me just deliberately, hey, my keys go here. Hey, my keys go here. I don't even think about it. So when I wake up, where's my keys? I look up at my wall. It's there. And I don't even remember putting them up. But that is the beauty of sticking with a good habit and reinforcing that and making and not making it on autopilot. Do you do anything similar like that, Raul? I yeah, uh, I, like if you don't have those habits set up, you're just gonna be all over the place. And and as I said, I have a routine where it's uh, the sum of all of my habits. I would call it. So if you have like a set routine and you know that it works, even if it feels a little bit uncomfortable when you start doing it, just keep doing it. And now, as Parker said, it's all autopilot. Like just just go through the first two to three weeks, and it'll get a lot lot easier. And now that yeah. we're talking about habits and the micro versus the macro part, something that if you want to succeed once again, and if you think about the micro part, you just got to be willing to hustle. <laughs> like you got to take advantage of every single minute that you're awake. And if you're not working, that's you're losing potential value there. Like for example, um, and, and I just think that co the culture like nowadays kind of criticizes like the work hard uh, like kind of thing but yep. in reality 
if you look at the most successful people, they did that for a while. Yep. Like no one built a million dollar business working 20 hours a week, yep. at least not when they started. So you got to be true. willing to like work really, really hard. Yep. It, it's pretty much 24 seven. And that's how it goes, right? It's kind of the, you can apply this thought process, whether it be through health, business or anything. It's once again, comes down to simple concept of compounding interest. You know, when you're, when you're very young or like when you're finally starting that habit change or that lifestyle change to better your life, you have to put so much effort into it when you first start, because when you first start, you're just building this critical mass or this principle and then once you get it to a certain point, now you can just let it grow, right? When you let it grow, now over the compounding years, so like, for example, if we bring this back to what we're talking about, is let's just say, um, let's just say habit change, okay? I started with uh, every morning, I, I'm going to wake up and I'm just going to do as many squats, air squats that I want to do until I feel tired, Right? And I do this nonstop. Some days it's only five reps. Some days it's only 15 reps. Sometimes it's 20. But I still get it done regardless of how many it is and regardless of how I feel. Now, fast forward weeks, months, years, imagine how strong my legs are going to be. Imagine how easy on autopilot it will be because I'm just so used to doing it. These 5, 10 reps I started with is now going to be hundreds of reps if I kept doing it without additional weight, right? That is basically compounding interest. That's also, well, it's progressive overload if we're talking about building muscle, right? But but that is essentially what compounding interest is. You put in all the effort in the beginning so you can reap the benefits later. And you time can start- Time takes time of the rest, yeah. Exactly. And once again, you have to get through this death valley, this valley of this is uncomfortable. I hate this. Why am I doing it? Because you're not going to see results. You will not until you go down the, the, the way enough to or zoom out enough and see the time. My best, my favorite example is think of the bamboo shoots, right? Um, everyone's like, wow, bamboo grows fast. And, you know, when you look at a fully grown bamboo, it grows like six feet in a day. Right. Everyone's like, wow, that's that's exponential. How do you grow that fast? But no one talks about the fact that it takes five years before it hits that to grow an extensive root uh, system so it can support that. So whether it be you take that analogy and we can say you built those habits to build that growth or you built those habits to build your success in business. It all is the same principles. You have to do the dirty work until it becomes pretty. You gotta be willing to do it. Yeah, that's it. You know, it, it. We we kind of we kind of went overarching philosophical here, and I I love the fact that we did because this opens up the opportunity for anyone who is listening. If you want more nitty gritty, what to do, practical advice, just let us know. Yeah, I want you to message me directly on my DMs, BS Parker, or with Strength Rehab, Strength Rehab, and ask us if you want that practical. I'll throw together a guide for you so you can just go through it, thumb through it and start applying these things so you can start cultivating the best version of yourself. There you go. Mic yeah, drop. We'll, we'll <laughs> share like morning routines and PM routines that'll help you guys a lot as well.